This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, here we go with the podcast on a lovely Tuesday. His name is <laughs> Al, how are you? Oh, hi, Jerry. <laughs> Jerry, later on in the warm-up show, yeah. first of all, people always ask me, why does the post-game podcast come before the warm-up show? And I'm glad you do this like every six months to remind people uh, why. Yeah, because I get it a lot on Twitter. And the reason is is that before there was a warm-up show, there was a post-game podcast. Now we put the warm-up show, we just tack it on to this podcast just uh, if you need more Alan Jerry. Right. So the post-game podcast was a show first. Originally, so I, for seven years. Yeah, for seven years. So I thought if people don't care for the warm-up show and they prefer the podcast, why make them fast-forward through and vice versa or something like that? You ever wonder how? So I just said very nonchalantly, seven years Yeah, we've been doing the podcast. And it might even be longer than that. I don't know. I think no, it's around there. 2015. So, so we're, we're in our 15, seventh year. 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 20. This is our seventh year. Seventh year. Remember when you were a kid, it felt like seven years was a lifetime? Yes. And now as adults, it's like, do, really, like a dog year. It's, it is ridiculous think, how fast it goes. Yeah, because when you're younger, you have different things to regulate your years, right? So you have True. high school is four years. Then, like, your first job is normally only a couple years or a year. But I have that stuff now as a parent. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm, like, I'm looking at my son. He's going to be a junior next year. I'm like, where the how? Right. Where so does the time go, Jerry? I guess we're just that much busier as adults, that yeah. it just flies right by. I, yeah, I think when you get older, the years go by quickly. It certainly seems like it. Jerry, this is what they say about having children. I don't have children, but I've heard this said. The days are long, the years are short. I would agree with that. Although our days have never been long. Well, so you got to have to have had some long days in your parenthood. We haven't, well, have we had some tough days? Yeah, tough yes, days. But very few and far between. That is good then. Yeah, it's been good. That is true. So uh, later on in the, when the warm-up show starts, uh, the, it, at some point in the warm-up show, I was talking to you about, I saw a YouTube clip of a guest on Joe Rogan. Okay. I don't know how long ago this, it, it popped up on my YouTube like, hey, based on the things you search for, you may be interested in this. Okay. And it was a guy talking about how he was doing a documentary on a UFO landing in Zimbabwe in 1994. Right. Where this UFO lands at a school 
something like 50 or 60 kids uh, saw this uh, and interacted with uh, the spaceship and uh, space aliens. Uh, the kids were interviewed immediately, and there's videos on uh, YouTube of the kids talking to the news. All the kids drew pictures of what they saw. They essentially all drew the same thing, and that was all I had. Well, somebody heard that this morning on the warm-up show and told me that a fella named Za, who works over at Barstool Sports, uh, he is from Zimbabwe, and he was one of the school children. No kidding. Yeah. So I said, well, did they ever sit down with him and talk to him about this? They're like, well, it came up one time on a show, and guy sent me a clip. How is he not on Oprah? I need an hour long with an hour. Someone needs to sit down with Za for an hour at least. And he described briefly in this. I only saw a um, a social media clip, so I don't know how long the conversation was. Right. But this guy needs his own sit down where he is talked to in detail. I would think so. He was not interviewed on the news back then. Well, he was, I get it as a kid. I understand yeah. why. But now, if you can recall it, let's talk about it. Right. So he says he, you know, the things that he said he does recall is he recalls the the seeing the very bright light and the ship coming down, and then he recalls seeing the aliens and what they looked like, and he described them. So and where'd they go? The aliens? And where have they been for 27 years? Like, th- this is my my disbelief in it. I am. I really do believe anything's possible. No. Now, if you ask me my opinion about ghosts and aliens, no, I, I don't think it's happening. Could it? Sure. What the hell do we know? We have no idea. Hell, you're telling me I got no free will and I can't make my own decisions anyway. So, what Correct. difference does it make? But if this is true, where have they gone? Well, they've been spotted in various places around the country. How do we and know it's the, the same ones? No, we don't know it's the same ones. But it is odd that. For the most part, people describe the aliens the same way. And pictures that are drawn are always very similar. So do they look like the ones in the movies? They were look like, like as, Independence Day? As they call, I forget what they call the the, the aliens, but the, the, the classic uh, larger head, large eyes, small nose, small mouth. But see, that's the... Grays. That's, they call them the grays. That's my other issue with that, is those depictions sound very similar to me to the way creative minds were drawing right. aliens in comic books in the 1940s. But where did we get that image from in the first place? You're right about that. Don't know. Is it something that was thought up and created in someone's imagination back in 1810 or back in the year 22 BC and they wrote it on walls and it was just a figment of everyone's imagination and then Hollywood ran with it when moving pictures became something in the early 1900s? Well, they say that there's uh, spaceship drawings in caves from many years ago, and they look like the very similar disc-shaped uh, things right. in the sky. I, I exactly what I'm saying. Which is so, wild. was that a figment of someone's imagination, right. or have aliens been among us the whole time? Are you an alien? Who knows, right? Don't know. There are some people that I look at. There are some famous people. I can't think of their name. Brett names Gardner. Right now. Who looks when he like takes his hat off. That, right. <laughs> like, if you heard Brett Gardner was part alien, you'd be like, I guess. <laughs> I'm joking. There but, are well, certain no, people, really. though, that do look alienish. David Bowie kind of looked like an alien. He has a different look to a him, yes. A little bit like an alien. Sure. Was he an alian? Man, what was that TV show with John Lithgow? What was the name Third of that Rock show? Rock from the Sun? Yes. They were aliens. They were aliens, right? And they looked like people, like humans on Earth. Mm-hmm. Do they have free will? No. The aliens? Nope. I don't know. The They're whole like thing us. to me just seems far-fetched. Is it possible? Anything's possible. 
And unless science proves it otherwise, then you have to leave it open-minded. I know we don't do but, guests on the podcast, but if this is Zah over at Barstool... I'd love for him to come sit down. The problem is he can't come in. You're right. We'd have to talk to him on like a Zoom or something. Which is better than the phone line. I do believe that. When you yeah. can see them... Oh, for sure. That's and, not and terrible. The, and the quality is better. But yes. I need the whole story. I need to know everything. Unless he doesn't recall it. He was a little kid and he recalls what he recalls. But to ask specific questions beyond that. So you mentioned something. That, that we have someone here in the United States, here in New York City. That saw it. who works in media who now, saw it. You mentioned something this morning on the warm-up show, which is coming up in a little while after this, about the government may having or is going to be releasing. Or has been. Okay. So what has come of that? Have we seen real aliens on film? We've not seen humanoids or alien figures. We've seen aircraft or images of which what could, could be, be anything could be anything like i want to see you know alien jane doe right show me something tangible show me proof these kids have the i don't want to see it either <laughs> these kids only had the aliens at like three feet tall or something okay they were wearing black suits wearing black suits now yeah. armani make those no they were like black uh uniforms i suppose now they have uniforms in space yeah. now I mean, you hear yourself. You know, Gina, I was explaining this to Gina, and she came up with a good theory. She said maybe what what people who see aliens are really seeing, maybe they are human form, but in some sort of spacesuit. Like if, if if there were creatures living on the moon, and they said, oh my gosh, an earthling just showed up here. This They look like they've got a big bowl, fishbowl head. That's the spacesuit we're in. We're not really in a fishbowl head. So maybe these aliens with the big heads and the giant eyeballs, maybe that's a suit. How many light years away do you think these aliens are? I don't know. I don't really understand light years. I don't know how it works. Because I mean, clearly they're not in our solar system. Right. I mean, we know that. Can we at least agree yes. to that? How long does it take to get to Mars? I don't know. Well, we'll Like three well, years. Yeah, but we have just human aircraft. Well, I forgot alien aircraft, on. right? They might be able to telepathically get themselves to where they have to go. They might. Well, in fact, the, the children in Zimbabwe said that they felt that they were being... Uh, they had thoughts while the aliens were there that the aliens were talking to them in their heads, warning them about technology. So, all right, and I'll give you one, and then we can move on. I'll give you one other legit question. Why is this not the lead story on the CBS Evening News every night from that point forward? Right. That is a great question. Unless someone knows it's not true. Unless we weren't getting news from Zimbabwe back then. I don't know. It was only the it was the 90s. You would have thought I of an, a UFO. Now, I supposedly would. the guy who got the original footage and was going to do the work on this was shortly thereafter run over by a car. That's unfortunate. Yeah. So no one else was Well, now someone has the... picked it up. But 27 it looked... years later? What have we been doing for two and a half decades? Well, I don't know how old this uh, Joe Rogan interview is from. But, but the instance was 1994. 94, yeah. You had hair. Oh, yeah. I was looking good in 94. I mean, think I about what's happened in the last 27 years. And I'm wondering, Zod, does he think about this every day or only when people ask about it? I Does he dream about aliens? I would think if you saw aliens, I would think you were dreaming about it every night of your life. But there's also a phenomena, I forget what it's called, where it's like a, not mass hysteria, but a mass where there's a large group of people that believe something happened that never happened. But much like the story telephone, where people start telling the story. And it gets a little shifted after you get yeah, through about then, six different people. But everyone believes it happened. So you have that 
situation going on. I'll too. come back to what I've always said. There was probably some sort of an unidentified object or something could have been military grade that landed where it probably wasn't supposed to. Kids saw it, didn't know what the hell they were looking at. And by seven or eight degrees of separation, it turns out to be an alien life form. Right. And no teachers saw this. Oh, that's convenient. But they were in Like, a, where were they? They were in a teacher's meeting. Oh, and we didn't hear. It if you live noise. by the BQE, you can hear an 18-wheeler rumble by. You're going to tell me a teacher in a meeting 100 feet away couldn't hear an alien spaceship descend upon Earth, Martians roaming around with their kids. No one was watching. So, all right, let me ask you this. Everyone should be fired at that school. No one was watching 100 kids? Yeah, that I don't know how that works. Or aren't there like wild animals in Africa? Or even, what are we doing? Uh, I don't believe it. Let's say they're in an area where there are no wild animals. You still wouldn't leave a group of kids. Of course kids. you wouldn't. Please. It's, it's all too convenient for me. Yeah, that's why we need to talk to Zah. I would like I wouldn't mind that. Or if someone already at Barstool did that, which they should have. We should listen to it. Then I need to know where it is to listen I to. Agree. I need you know that is an hour commute that I need. You know, where I put like on a podcast or something. I need that on a long ride home. A one-on-one. How did Joe Rogan handle this? You said he talked to... He's very intrigued by aliens and things, yeah. Well, listen, if there's if it's possible, it's intriguing. Yeah. Yeah, He, I, I, I think he believes in aliens. What is, what is like a scientist? Because you're into this, I know. Think about a scientist that has no proof of it or has no proof that it doesn't exist. Where would they stand on it? I don't know. Until proven, you would think it's yeah, mythical, so, right? Yeah, scientists for the most part need things proven. They would probably say from so we we do see evidence that appears to be things in the sky that are not explainable. That's the, kind of the way they do it. Interesting. Yeah. All right. I think. Do you think in your lifetime? No. We'll have the truth. About I think aliens, we have the truth. Which is what. That I don't think aliens in that form are among us. Hmm. That's what I think. Okay. What about the dude from Blink-182? <laughs> he thinks there's aliens. There's a lot of people that think there are aliens. I, I There are a lot of people that think, again, that the birds flying above us are our long-lost family members. There's a lot going on. Are they? You know, our, Stop, I'm not going to do that. There's a, but they, people think what they want to think. I believe Blink-182 has a song called Aliens Exist. <laughs> That's great. Van Halen, Love Walks In, is about aliens. Is that true? That Sammy Hagar believes he's been visited by aliens, and he's the Red Rocker. And then again, where did they go? So that's it? It's They're like one-night stands? They're here for very short times, it seems like. Oh, yeah, I guess. They don't want to be... If there are aliens, just be peaceful. Right. That's all. I don't feel like being swallowed up by some big green guy in the sky. Well, it seems like they are peaceful. Otherwise, they would have destroyed Taken us over already. the earth many, yeah. many, 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 many centuries ago. But they supposedly warned these Zimbabwe kids, be careful with technology. And here we are today, Jerry, glued to our phones. Technology. Listen, I, I how many times have I told you? I think it's the greatest invention and the biggest curse all at the same time. Isn't that the truth about things like that. Yeah, I mean they're they're amazing devices and they are killers at this. I mean, they kill relationships, they kill your time, they kill your attention span. I mean, they've changed the way we think about everything. 
if you need to do some research on something, if Google doesn't have it in point, you know, zero zero nine seconds, we're like, oh, what the hell? Or it would just like it doesn't exist. Like what? Whatever happened to going to the library and researching something? Getting uh, the microfiche out. <laughs> the what? Microfiche. <laughs> micro. You mean microfilm? There's microfilm. What's microfiche? Microfiche. Microfilm was the the role. Yeah. It would go on and roll, and you'd look at it through the big screen. Sure, like you could look at newspapers from the 1800s. Yeah, microfiche was sheets that looked like uh, negatives of um, uh, old photos, but they were it was on a sheet. It wasn't on a roll. I never heard that. And you'd before. have to scroll. Yeah, microfiche. a microfiche. <laughs> that sounds like you made that up. <laughs> no. Microfilm, microfiche. All right, I know the microfilm. Encyclopedias. But that used to be like how you did work. Now it's we everything. We went yesterday. You're right. If I type it into Google and it doesn't come up on the first page. You feel like it doesn't exist. Then it doesn't exist. Yeah. It really is sad. And yet I don't know who's putting out all of this information on the internet. It's a great question. Like who's putting it? So I always think this. Like when you start a, when you start a big, like dating sites, for instance, in order to have a legit dating site and want to charge members, don't you have to have a pool of available people? You do. Like, what lowlife wants to be the first available person on a dating site? Oh, you go on there as one person. Like, eh, I guess I'll reach out to them. Yeah. Like, we'll hear, like, when Match.com started doing ads, how did they start without any notoriety, without any advertisements on the radio or TV? Did they just put, like, one ads in the newspaper? Yeah. Hey, lonesome losers, we've got a chance for you. Like, seriously. Have you heard about <laughs> the lonesome Little losers? River Band. Is that right? Little River Band, yes. So you think, I'm surprised you didn't know that. So you think about how these companies start. Yeah. How do you build up to yeah. where you're actually something? All right, we need two guests. We need to speak to Zah about his uh, experience with the Oboz and so who is the first person to post in Google and we need uh, the, or on the internet we need whoever started match.com and how they were able to do it with because no think about how Google you're right about this who had the first piece of information on the internet that no one knew what the internet was yeah and what was that person like you know what I got to get this information out there in case people are interested right. <laughs> so the one piece of information might have been you know how to create soda like that was the only thing on the internet. I Who's used, typing that? I used to go to internet cafes when I lived in Florida where, before I had a computer. What was I, that? It was where you could, uh, you would go and it would be like a cafe that served coffee, mm-hmm. and you would could sit down at a computer and oh really? And by the half hour hour, and I would go on just research Paul Westerberg. That's what I would do. Wow. I would go. I had a different like topic. Shows? So I, no, I would like just. Fan, an alien? fan websites. People right. who created their own websites. I would look up stuff for like, I would go in with information for looking for stuff on Howard Stern, Paul Westerberg, David Letterman. Hmm. This is what I did. And then I'd print out tons of stuff because I didn't want to spend the time at the cafe sure. where I was being charged. And, and spend more money. Yeah. It was cheaper to just print out all these. Were they charge you three cents a page or something? Yeah, probably. Something like that. Yeah. I knew it was cheaper to just print everything out. Look at that. Internet We've come cafes, far. Yeah. But be careful of technology. Right. Next I wonder thing, if Zah got that message that day. And I don't know. What's he doing for a living? He works at Barstool. What do they do? In technology. <laughs> he did so not listen to the not. aliens. <laughs> right. Exactly. I mean, think one day we might actually be like posting our thoughts on some weird message. Oh, we do that, don't we? We do do that. Yeah. It's not good. I, my phone is shot. Uh 
It's a long story, but I'm really without a phone right now. Is that right? I got to tell you, peaceful morning. Yeah. I emailed my wife at 7 a.m. I said, if you need me, don't text me. Phone ain't working. Uh, I dropped it and stepped on it. In one move, like you were walking. Pretty much. It Pretty fell and crunched. This is how my morning started. I know we got to get out of here. Was today my... you crunched yeah. your phone? Yeah. This is how my morning started. Alarm went off at 2.30. I basically stumbled over the uh, transition piece into the bathroom. Phone was in my hand. Fell on the floor. As I stumbled, stepped right on it. So that shot. Went downstairs, made a cup of coffee after I got out of the shower about 5 to 3 or so, 10 to 3. Got, got outside. Went to open the door, and my left arm hit my wife's mirror on her truck. Coffee gone. <laughs> down. I mean, it's it's been been rough. Nowhere to park when I got here. Right. Was late getting here. I'm thinking this is not good. Tough day. And it, and and it was only at that point. It was only four a.m. Right. <laughs> Tough start to your day, Jerry. Oh, I would go to bed God. early. Terrible. But it's been peaceful. Yes. Well, it's like the alien said, Jerry, beware of technology. I think I could go without a phone and just have the tablet. Yes. I do, too. I do, because everywhere we go now, there's Wi-Fi. There is. The only thing I'd be missing, uh, although I could have a Garmin, I wouldn't have my GPS in the car. Because I can can use my car to call. I have that service in the car. I've got the satellites. I got all the music I need. And I just need, I would need a directional thing. Right. And I'm probably good. Probably good. Not bad. All right. Jerry, why don't we do the warm-up show? Let's. That was a good one today. We're talking no, about aliens. But briefly, aliens do come up. Uh, and we'll be back tomorrow, which is a Wednesday. Nice. So mark your calendars. We'll For be Wednesday. Back Wednesday, <laughs> which is tomorrow. Is it Ash Wednesday tomorrow? No, it was really long oh, past we, that. We passed that. Passed okay. that. All right. Uh, so... What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Jerry, don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, what do you say we do this couple of minutes after 5 o'clock? Warm-up show brought to you by Carney Bank, your bank for today. For tomorrow, visit CarneyBank.com for details. His name is the Eddie Scazzeri, but I am inside with one Albert Matt Dukes. What's up, Al? How are you? Good morning, Jerry. First of all, it's good to see on social media that our uh, warm-up show mugs the second adi- the, the second uh, order. Finally the second went run. out. The yes. second run. That's a good way to put it, Jerry. Uh, were sent out, and all the people seem to have gotten them based on all the photos I'm getting on social media. Awesome. So that is cool to see because a lot of people were starting to complain to you and I that yes. uh, their mugs weren't in. I but they're like, there now. I have no idea where those mugs are, but they're in. They were so popular, Jerry, and, and the WFAN store had so little confidence in us that they only made a not that many mugs. So those all went out immediately. Very quickly. Very quickly, and then people bought more, and then they had to get them made. Love it. Jess told me the first run went out in an hour. That'll teach them a lesson, Jerry. The next time they put out a warm-up <laughs> show product, you stock up. <laughs> and don't make us buy them. 
<laughs> for full right. retail if they don't get rid right, of them. If they don't, right. If they don't sell, Jerry and I are not buying them at retail. <laughs> Jerry, how about my main man, Matt Harvey, last night? He was good. Did he throw a no-hitter? No, he did not no, throw a no-hitter. close. Uh, you know what I enjoy? All these idiots. I love you all, but idiots. Well, give Al some credit. Matt Harvey... Yeah, Matt, Al said Matt Harvey was going to throw a no-hitter. Yeah, it was so close. Now, Matt Harvey, and I gave you props on Twitter last I saw night. That. He was really good. Now, he went six innings. He didn't go nine innings of one-hit ball or no-hitter, as you said he could do. Yeah. Uh, but he pitched really well. And let's be honest, the Yankees stink offensively right now. They sure do, Jerry. When, I don't know if you saw any of the highlights, but when Stanton second. comes up in the, I think it was the eighth inning, and he's got a couple of guys on. He hits a fly ball, and immediately I'm like, oh, there it is. There's the home run. And it's just a, you know, whatever, shallow fly ball to left. And then Odor strike. They're just bad. And then Judge running to third with the ball in front of him. Oday. Did you see the Oday balk? I did. A, what did he do? I don't know. It was so awkward. Because all I, so it looks like he's trying to come set and then steps off the mound. Or, you know, or steps off the rubber, which to me kills the play. Clearly he balked because... No one argued. He he even didn't argue. But I thought that was odd because he was pitching well. Yeah, the balk is the oddest thing in baseball, I feel like, because everything else you're interacting with. Like, So if you drop a routine fly ball, if a slow grounder goes through your legs, you're still interacting with a live ball. You're right. You, the, the play is still going. Still, it's not just you. A balk, it's just you standing there. Yeah. We have production. Oh. I'm balking. Oh my god. Yes indeed, I'm, I'm balking. <laughs> one, two, three, I'm hoping. Balkin. I win one of these games. Is this new? No, I don't know how old that is. <laughs> I'd love to see a date on that if Eddie has it. That's gotta be ten years ago. At least. It's quite old. But <laughs> I'm balking. I like that Eddie found that. That's uh, from in your Pelfrey file. Wow. Oh, so Pelfrey balked my uh, must have uh, balked at one point. And that, this was funny. before we moved here. Oh, so pre two thousand nine. Wow. Listen, All right, well, you I've know, had a lot of hits. Very timely, and Eddie yeah. pulled it up very quickly. Very timely. Yeah. So the 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 balk is just so awkward. I don't know. It was almost like he, I don't know, like he momentum carried him off the mound. Yeah, but but it didn't. I know. But I also thought he stepped over. I don't know. I was I was surprised by it. I don't know how you call a balk. I would. I, I wouldn't be if I was an ump. I would barely be paying attention. Well, there are certain things that well, no, that's your job to be paying attention, oh. um, especially in Major League Baseball when you've got four umpires on the field. Someone watch them. Usually, it's pretty obvious. You know, it's a shoulder twitch. It's you know the a, a, I don't know. There's a lot of different ways. It's pretty obvious to know what the guy did. I didn't see it last night, but whatever. And then Aaron Boone got thrown out of the game in the eighth inning. This is weird. Aaron Judge got thrown out at third base, and DJ LeMay, who hadn't crossed home plate in very time, close, very close. I'm still not sure if he did or not. And then the umps decided that Aaron Boone had waited too long to request a replay. It's one thing I don't like about the Major League Baseball system that they have set up, where you can put your hand up most of the time, and they'll give you plenty of time to actually say, "Hey, go check out the replay." I w- like you can't do that in the NFL. Right? I mean, you can't right, ask timed. the refs to hold the snap. Right. You have to make a decision. And I wish in baseball, if you're going to use replay, I really do. I wish you had to make the call on the spot. Now, it's a little different, and last night was was stupid. And that umpire was awful all night long. His He, he missed so many strikes in the zone. 
there was a couple early in the game. Matt Harvey's like looking at him like, where do, was, where do you want this? If he wasn't squeezing Matt Harvey, he probably would have thrown that no-hitter I and was it, thinking about. No. And he did, he did squeeze Garcia, too, in a couple of cases. So I'm not saying he wasn't. It was even. But he was bad. So good for Aaron Boone. Go yell at him. And how about Debbie Garcia? He pitches this one game and boom, sent to the ultimate site. Yeah. Thanks. See ya. So it's a little, it's weird, isn't it? I love the term alternate site. Sounds like he's uh, going to space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've put him into a space shuttle and we've sent him to the alternate earth. Now I'm one that really has no concern with the Yankees still, but I got to be honest. <laughs> You're starting to think like, all right, guys, let's go. Any concern in your part when you watch this team? When I watch the Yankees, well, they yeah. don't. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think let me let me, let me rewind that. Go ahead. When Jerry. you read the recap of right. the game the next morning. and watch the uh, condensed games. <laughs> All kidding aside, when you look at what they've done now, it's still a small sample size, and they're usually slow starters. Especially Stanton's a slow starter. They just don't look right. I don't know, and they, they don't, don't look. Um, like, even I was watching when Debbie Garcia was pitching yesterday, he looked like a guy who had no confidence. Well, he hasn't pitched much in the, the majors. You know, he didn't have a lot of starts. And his last few starts last year were not great, even though he started well. So I get it. He's a kid. That's fine. I don't know. There's just there's something not right with it. And why in the hell is Rugned Odor batting cleanup? Well, Jerry, he's a home run hitter. He's batting he's 170. Sh- he's a home run stroke. He's batting 170. Well, that's not good. I, I don't I really I don't understand. He flailed at that pitch in the yeah. eighth inning. Uh, uh yeah, they they don't look good, Jerry. And then there's obviously something going on that people are calling for Aaron Judge to be fired. And by people Aaron, I mean Aaron Boone, you mean Aaron Boone to be fired and Judge. Get him out of here too, Jerry. You're send not gonna to, get Judge out of here. Send him to the Angels. <laughs> no, do not go send him to the Angels. It is you funny get Otani back? Two guys named Aaron on the same squad. Otani that's something interesting, Jerry. Yes, he I did pitched take well, and yes, and also drove in a couple of runs, had a double. Yes, yeah, Otani, nine strikeouts pitching. He did no kidding. He wasn't bad. He went zero for nine side. with nine strikeouts. No, no, he had nine strikeouts pitching. He scored three runs. He had two RBIs. We had and a two he got run double, win. I believe. Two run double. I believe he did. And I think the nine strikeouts came in only five innings. Is that right? He played and might. If I ask you right now. What is Mike Trout batting? And this is the problem with Mike Trout being heard, the best player in baseball. I haven't even heard Mike Trout's name. Because they play at 11 o'clock at night and they're not good. Like the Dodgers we hear about because the Dodgers win almost every day, although they've lost the last couple. Uh, you get my point. The Dodgers, you feel like they're on Sunday night baseball all the time. They win. They're good. You see them. The Angels have been mediocre at best forever. And Mike Trout is the best player that no one ever watches. He's batting 430. He went four for five last night, but no one cares. Yeah, we don't care. It really it's a shame. It's like we're watching we're watching our version of like Mickey Mantle and we're not watching him ever. Yeah, we don't see him. No, we don't. I feel like there should be more guys like Shohei Otani. That can pitch and hit at the yeah. same time. Well, like, Jacob DeGrom, have you heard of him? Yeah, but he's not hitting home runs and but I mean uh, Friday night he drives in the the double to get things going. So why don't we let it why don't I think we he's let five for ten bat then? Like well, when we're younger, the best baseball players on all of our teams, high school, probably college too, are the pitchers, and they're also awesome hitters. What happens when they get to the major league? And DeGrom level? was a shortstop. Right. So I don't I don't know. Do? I guess they just take a complete concentration on pitching and they take the bat out of their hands. And, I don't know. And how did we not do that to Otani? 
Because he didn't grow up here. He, well, he, but but you also don't hear that happening uh, coming out of Japan either. So I like why I don't they watch let him Jap- do Japanese it? baseball. I, I don't do. know that. Oh, okay, I have an app. So all, <laughs> what's the app called? Japanese MLB. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> it's on the app store. <laughs> you know, someone right now is going to search <laughs> Japanese MLB on the app store. <laughs> yes. You're funny. I don't know how they do it in Japan. I really don't know. Now they said Jerry that he was the first starter in nearly 100 years, which is a long time, to start a game on the mound while also entering the day leading the majors in home runs. It's also April. Still pretty cool. Uh, I guess. Pretty cool. Uh, you can tell me Babe Ruth didn't leave, leave home. Well, almost 100 not. years. No, he could have. No, he could have. Because you said in almost 100 in years. In almost 100 years. When Babe, Babe Ruth, Ruth played play? on the Red Sox in, what, the late teens? So that would be over 100 years ago. So right. perhaps he started a game and led the league in home runs. And Who knows? somebody after. Very possible. It's probably somewhere in the article. It's Yeah, which you did not read. I didn't. I got to the part where I, need, where I needed the information, which is to find out that he was the first in uh, nearly 100 years. Which means it was probably like 98 years. Perhaps, which would take us right at about the time Babe Ruth was a good pitcher. And so Babe Ruth did it then. Well, no, we don't we know that because you didn't read the rest of the article. Hmm. I'm theorizing that it was Babe Ruth. All right. We get uh, Mets Red Sox tonight, which is still cool. That's a cool game. I got to tell you, it's not. What? I heard Sal talking about this drive. 86 in. Mets. I'm with Sal on this one. Two it's balls, guys. It's 2021. Yeah. Eh. And the Red Sox aren't good. I know, but it's still it visually when I put that on TV or watch the highlights, I am going to see Jerry eighty six Mets, eighty six Red Sox when really? I visually look at it. Yes, yeah, that because to they me don't is play. Over. They don't play all that often, so when they do, it looks pretty cool. Pretty cool. I, I, so will you watch more than two innings tonight? Two innings. Uh well, I'll watch the condensed game. That's what I do. Yeah, I I'll know. condensed game it. I don't but know. But it'll look cool. Who's I pitching? Guess, I listen, got uh, David Peterson for the Mets. Yes, it is. Uh, hold on. Some I do guy have named it here. Garrett Richards. Oh, is it Garrett? The Red Sox. He's the former Angel, I believe. Is that right? Yes, I'm pretty sure. And, and the Red Sox have played well. I just don't think they're a great team. All right. But you do. It is a, it is a battle of two first place clubs. Uh, are the Mets still in first place? Do we know? Oh, After last night's Jerry. results? They are. Now, the Phil, you saw Zach Wheeler. See what he did last night. What did he do? Throw no hitter? Zach Wheeler threw an eight inning one hitter. An eight they call that an eight inning gem. That would be an eight inning gem for sure, yes. And so the Phillies are right behind the Mets, but the Mets are still in first place at nine and eight, which is not great. And they take on the first place Red Sox, who are not great. Mm. Jerry, would you say that the Yankees are a good bet tonight? Because what are the chances they lose to the I don't Orioles know. And you know what, Al? I don't know. I did win with the Suns last night. The Suns? Yes, and I contemplated throwing the Yankees into it and going a little two-team action, and I just I don't trust them right now. You bet a Phoenix Suns game randomly? Like uh, it was part of a, uh, like a, what do you call that, a parlay situation? No, I just bet just the Suns to win. the Suns. Yes. Huh. They were playing the Knicks. Oh, right. <laughs> right, and they beat the Knicks. They stopped the Knicks... Uh, Nine-game winning streak, Jerry. <laughs> yes. I did see that. I took the Suns minus two. Hmm. I don't Who's know why. big player? <laughs> the Phoenix Suns. Uh, DeAndre Ayton, Devin Booker. Oh, Devin Booker. I Chris know Paul. Oh, Chris Paul, of course. <laughs> These are names I'm aware of, Jerry. <laughs> yes, you are. I know. <laughs> kind of. You are a trip, I swear I've to God. I've somewhat heard of those fellas. <laughs> You've somewhat. Devin, no, you know, know Devin Booker Devin scored Booker. 70 points in a game? When was this? 
I want to say two seasons ago, I believe they lost a tight game in Boston. Did you know Will Chamberlain once scored 100? Yeah, we don't proof of that. Let's see, Devin Booker. You have no proof of that, you said? <laughs> There's no video. <laughs> the Devin Booker, yeah, here, Devin Booker's 70-point game, let's see, was, uh, it was 2017, actually. He scored 70 points. Nice. I think it was Boston. Let's see here. Oh, here's the box score. So, yes, it was, they lost 130 to 120 in Boston, and Booker had 70 points. He had 70 of their 120? He did. Yeah, he was 20. And this is the cool thing. You would say, oh, I must have taken that. Remember when Kobe had the, what he had, 80-something points that one day? He had 84. I forget. Kobe had a couple of monster games. And the last game of his career, he went for 60-something. I forget. But he shot like every time down the floor. All right, ball hog. Booker scored 70. He was 21 of 40 shooting. He shot better than 50%. It's pretty good. Took a lot of shots. Yeah, but he made more than half of them. It reminds me of my favorite Adam Sandler stand-up when he talks about Will Chamberlain's 100-point game. Okay. And he says, here's my impression of the coach on the other team. Who's covering Will? (laughs) (laughs) Then he goes, here's my impression of Will Chamberlain's teammates. Will, I'm open. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds about right. (laughs) Get me the ball. (laughs) That's funny. That's right. right. Now, in comparison, Kobe had 60 in his final game, 22 for 50. (laughs) So less than 50%. Yes, but still not terrible. But 22 for 50. Yeah, you should be always shooting over 50%. That's terrible. You know what Julius Randle did in that game? In which game was this? Kobe's last game. No. One for four. For two points. He must have been like, man, I can't wait to have my own team in five years. Yes. (laughs) One the hell out of here. Just watch it. You ball hog. And I know he learned a lot from Kobe, and oh. Kobe was his mentor. Oh, absolutely, but Jerry. Think about the Julius Randle we know now compared to that Julius Randle. The M- the MVP Julius Randle, Jerry? MVP of the Knicks, yes. MVP yeah. of the league, not quite. Close. Not even close. Little close. He's not even in the top 10 in the odds. He's not in top 10. No, at- that's the thing we do all the time. G pulls up the odds for the MVP race, and yeah. I think he's like right on that fringe he's mark on the cusp. of... Of like top ten. Oh, so what about been, top eleven? Maybe, very possibly. All right, I'll check out. You do your thing. I'll check out the odds. All right, Jerry. As you may remember, I'm coming up on my one year anniversary in my new condo, and I couldn't be happier with my purchase. If anyone is looking to buy or are a first time home buyer, I'm telling you to check out financing through Carney Bank. I had the best experience with my mortgage loan officer. Very personable, very efficient, and made the entire process easy. Visit CarneyBank.com for more information and benefits of their first-time homebuyer program. You will not regret it. It's CarneyBank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. All right, I do have the MVP odds as of April 20th. I will give them to you on the other side. You are saying top 10 or not top 10 for Julius Randle? I'm saying he's 11. You're saying he's 11. We'll give you that answer and more. And the Knicks did lose last night. We'll discuss it all. Boomer and Geo then at 6 on The Fan. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. 
and Jerry, longtime tag team champions. All right, 25 after 5, what do you say? Yankees lost last night uh, in Baltimore. The Knicks lost to the Suns. And before the break, we were talking about the MVP race. Uh, the Eddie Scazzaria, I will ask you, do you think Al is right, wrong, or nowhere near what he said? We were talking about Julius Randle in the MVP race and the odds. I got new updated odds as of April 23rd. Do you think Julius Randle is in the top 11? He didn't say top 10. He said he is in the top 11. Top 11. No. Well, actually, Al Dukes is not only correct, he hit it right on the head. Nailed it. He's actually tied for 10th and 11th oh. with Zion Williamson. Wow. And at that was, 150 to 1. And that was the guy everyone was dying to get here. That is correct. So you've got, you know, I take it back, actually. It's Randle, Chris Paul, and Zion Williamson all 150 to 1. Tied for 10th, 11th, and 12th. Nikola Jokic is going to win it, clearly. He's, um, I mean, he's minus 360. And he's also like a triple-double machine. And then Embiid, Curry, and Nakupo. Harden is still in the top five, which is weird to me. Lillard, Doncic, LeBron, and then you got Paul, Randall, and Zion. Why isn't Zion Williamson better than he is? Zion Williamson is really damn good, actually. Well, why is he like not top two? Because top they're three. 10 games under 500. So his they're not stinks. a great team. You know, it's they're a weird team because they've got a lot of good players. Um, they've got Lonzo Ball. They've got Brandon Ingram. They've got Zion. Uh, but for whatever reason, this is the team with Stan Van Gundy where they're, like, really good for 47 minutes, and they seem to just choke away game after game after game. So I think they're a young team, and at some point they'll figure it out, and they should be better. New Orleans should be better than they are. The NBA, I see, is dealing with a referee shortage due to coronavirus they currently have 10 referees sidelined i was just thinking this yesterday as i was reading this if i was put into ref an nba game yeah like i legitimately don't know if i know a single call <laughs> i don't think i would know a single yes, you would. call if guy goes up for a shot and he gets slapped on the forearm Bow. of course Traveling, I don't think you call anymore in the NBA. You I know, see they, guys running all the time. They do, but Taking it's rare. Steps. Like, it's got to be obvious. And I agree with you. It's hard to tell what's obvious and what's not now because they have that big Euro step the that Euro looks step? like a trend. Big Euro giants moving their giant legs and they, they're they not counting as a travel? <laughs> you make me laugh. Uh, you've got the Euro step, which looks like a travel, but it's technically not. Um, no, you'd be, you'd actually do better than you think. I'm not sure I know what a charge is. Yes, you do. Come on. But if a guy doesn't try to get out of the way, is that a charge? Is he moving? No. If he is stationary yeah, and he's stationary. holding his ground and the guy runs right through him, yeah. it's a charge. If the guy is moving with the play and he runs over him, it's usually, it's usually a block. Could you imagine how intimidated I would be as an NBA? You would write yourself. <laughs> You know, in shape you have Gigantic, to be. Gigantic, seven feet tall, muscular men. But think and about I have to call fouls on them. Think about when Shaq was here, how much bigger than you he was. Right. That's what you're dealing with in certain cases. And they're being physical right near me on the floor. They are, and you've got to run up and down that floor with them. Like I, you got to be in cardio shape. I do think the NBA refs have cool shirts. Of all the they're referees, fine. they got cool the coolest shirts. The gray ones. Yeah, the gray ones with the logo on it. You don't like Those the stripes? Cool. No, I don't like the stripes. I agree. I like the gray, the gray NBA one. So that's why I'd probably pick to be an NBA ref. It'd look look cool. Not to mention most NBA refs and even college basketball refs, they are jacked. Yes. I mean, these guys are in shape because they're running up and down the floor for two hours. I feel like of all the sports, I could probably be uh, a baseball ump first. Oh, that I seems would love easiest. someone to come get in your face and start screaming at you. 
Like That's, Aaron Boone last night. By the way, Aaron Boone was not wearing a mask. He was not. I know. And neither was the ump. Well, I do know Aaron Boone was vaccinated. Oh, okay. Fully vaccinated. Maybe the ump was too. So maybe. Remember all these leagues were talking about if you get vaccinated, certain rules and protocols are relaxed. Maybe if you're a manager that's been vaccinated, you don't have to. I don't know. I'm not sure. But I thought the same thing. It would be great to see a memo. If you're a manager who's been vaccinated and you feel like screaming in the face of an umpire, feel free to do so without your mask on. <laughs> it's allowed again. It's allowed. Well, it happened last night. So we watched it. So I feel like I could be an ump first of all the things. What about a hockey ref? No. This is the order. Ump, number one. Right. NFL referee number two. Are you out of your mind? I'm number two because you, I don't know anything about NBA or hockey. You think you could ref an NFL game over an NBA game? Yes. Are you crazy? 100%. You, have you ever been on the field of an NFL no, game? nor is an NBA game, but at least I, I know I can the tell you rules. This, the speed of the NFL game is so much faster on an average play than the speed of an NBA game. But I'm very familiar. I feel like I've watched so much NFL. I know I'm, the rules. I'm telling you, I know you would be floored. Plus, you wouldn't know what you're looking at. Plus, NFL, I'm only watching a couple guys at a time. Like, I might be, like, backfield coach, uh, backfield ref or something. The back judge. Back judge. Would you be good with the uh, feet in, feet out? Uh, at that speed, probably not. Right, this is what I'm saying. <laughs> or how about how about the targeting rules? Guy coming over the middle. Clean hit, not a clean hit. Lead with his helmet, lead with his shoulder. I mean, it's hard, dude. I feel like I could call pass interference. You know what you could do? Just call a hold on every play. Holding. <laughs> Just pick a number. I also love encroachment. Encroachment offense. You want to, but no, I'd want to no, be the, no, no. It's not encroachment offense. That would be on the defense. You're fired. <laughs> oh, my God. I'd want to be the ref, though, that gets the microphone. <laughs> Just make sure you're clean. 45. Holding number 45. First down. Yeah, how far is the penalty? You didn't do Ten it right. yards. Holding. First number 45 down. on the offense. Ten-yard penalty. Replay first down. I did see some people are betting on Justin Fields to go number one overall. Yeah, well, clearly they want to lose their money. What type of morons do I have do no that? idea. I don't you know. you got to be a moron. I guess people that have a lot to lose and figure you never know. You do right? never what did know. Mike, what did Mike Shanahan say? Don't know if we'll all be here on Sunday. Uh, Kyle, Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan, I'm sorry, right. Can't guarantee we'll all be here Sunday. That's yeah. true. They asked him if you never uh, know. Jimmy Garoppolo will still be on the 49ers roster after the draft, and he says, I cannot guarantee anybody in the world will be alive Sunday. Somewhere, yeah. someone's dying right, right. now. That's what uh, well, he said also. Sadly true. Now, if you're Jimmy Garoppolo and you <laughs> you see that, you got to be thinking, <laughs> call the real estate agent. <laughs> We got to yeah. start looking at different towns. Yeah, because I'm out of here. It certainly would sound like that's not yeah. a great uh, vote of confidence, as they say. When they say, "I don't know if anyone's going to be alive on Sunday," what do you think has happened with Jimmy Garoppolo? In that, a couple of years ago, they were a Super Bowl team. They didn't lose that Super Bowl because of the way he played. They lost a lead in the fourth quarter and a good lead, and now he's so bad in their eyes. They need to go draft a new quarterback already. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, they traded for him. Yeah, I, I don't know what goes on with that. It's the same with, uh, I know Colin Kaepernick had all those other uh, off-the-field things that people didn't like him for, but I think the same thing with him, too. Like, that guy was in the Super Bowl. He was. And then, like, two years later, he was losing to Blaine, losing a job to Blaine Gabbert. Yes, he did. That I don't know what true. happens. I don't know. You're right. With Jimmy Garoppolo, same thing. That guy was in the Super Bowl, and now it's who even wants him? I guess nobody. I don't know. It doesn't even seem like the Patriots are interested in making a move for him. 
I mean, everything I'm reading is the Patriots want to move into the top 10, not top one, for Justin Fields. I don't know. It is... I guess there's a lot to do with the money and the side. That's the one thing I don't like about the NFL. I really don't. It is so money-driven in terms of how you build a team. It doesn't allow you to keep players. I don't know. It's like you got. It's almost like you have to win now within those first four years that you have the quarterback. Just win, baby. Well, yeah, you would think. It's not that easy, though. I did also see that the 49ers say they like five different quarterbacks with the number three pick. A choice of five. Yes, well, they're so hoping... that's exciting. That's something different there. Right, they're in line with the idiot that bet that Justin Fields will go one, so they're ready to scoop up Trevor Lawrence if oh, the Jets pass on him at two. You think he's <laughs> one of the top five that they have? Probably, yeah. Right. Of course. Right, because they're looking at the draft and going, there what are if? five quarterbacks here that we would take at number sure. three. You, ne- you never know. If two of them are gone by the time we get to three, then there's three quarterbacks we like. Really, all you need to do is like three of them. Yeah. Because, you know, like, rule out the other two. Who are right. your top three? Right. With those two guys. The third one standing's your guy. Because otherwise, oh, we're going to wait the fifth. How long is it now in between picks? 15 minutes? I would rather, yeah, I don't know. I would rather have to be like just like one quarterback. Because otherwise, now you got to pick from three. What well, if that's why the, the Jaguars guy? have the best pick because yeah. everyone knows who the number one pick is. Even if he stinks, the Jaguars did what everybody thought they should right. do. Like, it's not so easy for the Jets. I'm sorry. If this kid doesn't turn out to be anything, the Jets screwed up the number two pick in the draft. Think Correct. about that. So, I don't know. 534. And especially if one of the guys after him yes. is dominant. And someone will be, as we know. Right. Happens every year and will continue to happen. We are uh, 534. We're more than halfway through the hour. We'll get you to Boomer and Geo at the top. It's the warm-up show right here on The Fan. Al and Jerry. Two scientists responsible for the COVID-19 vaccine. Yeah, that's right. I got my second uh, shot last week. Feeling great today. Didn't feel so great Friday and Saturday, but so be it. We're okay now. Al's is coming up this week, I believe, or next Next week, week. actually. It is 20 in front of 6. Very fast-moving hour. We get you Boomer and Geo. A lot going on this week because you've got the Knicks streak ended, but still playing well. They've got one more game before this big, long road trip they're about to go on. You've got the Mets playing the Red Sox. Nostalgic for some. You got the Yankees playing like crap again, so be it. And the draft is Thursday, so that's what we... Think about the difference a year ago today where we were and where we're kind of back to now. We're back to sports, Jerry. We were begging for it last year. I remember waiting and couldn't wait for NASCAR to come back. Right. You were watching Korean baseball. I was watching Korean baseball. That is true. On Twitter. <laughs> on Twitter, right. You Just know what? To get it was some better than nothing. It, yeah. Even the golf event you couldn't wait for. The Jordan. When did the Jordan thing air? Was that like June? Yeah. And they they bumped it up because it was supposed to like not air, I think, until the fall. But because there was no sports going on, they were able to move it up. No, oh, That was the last dance it was called, the right? The last dance. That was, that was awesome yes. in a time where we had not much to watch. Yeah. It was like, a, like I couldn't wait for Sunday night. It was like appointment TV. Right. It was appointment television. Jerry, Baker Mayfield says that he is a firm believer in UFOs and Sasquatch. A firm believer. Now, he claims to have seen a UFO. Just like yeah, uh, might have seen a little parasail flying through the air and couldn't identify it. That's what an unidentified flying object could be. No, he thought it was doesn't a, mean it's a spaceship. No, he says he saw a spaceship. Why do we do that? Why, when think everyone says I saw a UFO, we automatically think spaceship as opposed yeah. to what it's supposed to be? It's unidentified. We're not sure what it was because we 
wanted to be a spaceship. I agree with that. With I, Martians I in it. I completely agree with Green that. Green Martians. I think there are people walking this earth that are dying for aliens to come find us. Why? I have no idea. All right, were you more likely to believe in a space alien or Sasquatch? Sasquatch. Really? Yeah. Two weird animals mate, and they create something. Yeah, that makes sense to me. A big giant yeah. Sasquatch. Well, when we say Sasquatch, we're talking like a seven-foot... Seven-foot four, <laughs> 525 pounds. Like, give me the dimensions of what a Sasquatch, Sasquatch should be. Just a... Seven-foot five, very hairy. Sounds like someone in my family. <laughs> Ape-like, human-like. Yeah, I would absolutely be more apt to believe but that than alien. We never found a dead one. I didn't say it happened. You asked me which I'd be more to believe. We have Sasquatch. We have seen their footprints, though, which is Supposedly, if right. they're real. I, but I would believe that more than I would something space in alien? space. Yeah, I would. I watched a really cool space alien thing over the weekend. I saw a guy was a... My God, do you watch a lot of TV? <laughs> I saw a guy that was a guest on the Joe Rogan show, and he was he's doing this uh, documentary about, in 1994, a space uh, a, a ship landed in Zimbabwe. And grabbed all the Sasquatches. <laughs> and suppose there were like 65 school children who witnessed this. And there's video footage when it had just happened. The, 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 the news went out and talked to the kids. They all had the same story. They all drew a very similar thing. They all described the aliens. It was pretty cool. And when was this? Pretty cool. This was 1994. And where have they gone since? Zimbabwe. Where have the aliens gone? Yeah. Well, uh, Baker Mayfield saw one, so wherever he was that night. That's 27 years ago. Oh, they're out there, Jerry. I'm not saying they're not, because none of us know for sure. Yeah. But I don't know. What do you make of the government now releasing things from, like, uh, the Navy and other aircraft saying, yep, these are UFOs. We don't know what this is. Again. This could be something. UFOs could be something, and could they be could aliens. be nothing. Don't know. What do you make of the 1997 Phoenix Lights, where all the, oh, so many people saw them in Phoenix? These light, triangular light formations. I don't think anything of it. I really don't. Hmm. I'm waiting to see one on my ride in because we, you know, come in late. You waiting know. to see what, a UFO? Yeah, like on the turnpike. <laughs> Imagine the, one of these things just descends upon your car. <laughs> just puts a big light beam on me when I'm on the parkway by myself. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or like when I... Wrap around on the, <laughs> on the BQE, just the spaceship landing. Did you run into that traffic this morning, by the way? A, uh, slightly. Oh, it wasn't bad when I got there. There was a guy honking. This is what I don't understand about people. Uh, There's two things about traffic that, that right. happened this morning. Any one of you guys to help me out with this. Number one, on the BQE, there was a merge. Three lanes into one. It happens. That's fine. So they did it the right way where the first lane got blocked. Then you could drive some, and then the second lane got blocked. That's fine. No problem. There was a guy honking. Like, I don't know if he was in a rush to get somewhere. He clearly was. Where does he want the cars to go? It's just frustration, there, Jerry. But it's traffic. There's big cones, and there's you can't go anywhere. And he's honking at everybody, like, move. Move where? And then this one, I... I move this out happened. the way. This one happened this morning, too. If you're going to drive slow, drive slow. No one's saying not to. You're probably even more safe doing it as long as you do right around the speed limit. Don't do 30 and a 60 because that's dangerous. But if you want to do 60 and a 65, what lane should you be in? The right lane. Explain to me why someone would get onto a parkway 
and go right over to the left lane to do 60 and a 70. I don't think a lot of drivers know that right lane is slower, left lane is faster. How could you I don't not think know people that? know that. Do you not go to driving school? I, yeah, I don't think people are aware. I don't. It's, it's very simple. You want to drive slow, right lane. A little right bit faster, lane. middle lane. If you want to fly and be a idiot, go in the left lane. I'm a middle lane guy. Oh, God. See, I'm not. If I'm if the flow of traffic's going too fast, right lane, pass me, leave me alone. Right. I don't want to. I don't, you know what I hate when you're in the middle lane and cars are flying by on both sides? Yeah. That tells me I'm getting old. Let me move over. Yeah, oh. generally I'm a middle lane guy. You know why? Because I feel like if you're in the right, I'm not fast enough for the left lane. And the right lane, I feel like you're closer to a deer popping out. So middle lane gives me a little bit more time to react or somebody else to hit it first. I'll tell you what. You hit a deer in the middle lane and there's cars around you. You're creating one big mess. Yeah. I always like the left or the right because you can control one side. And you can knock the deer right back into the woods. Well, that's true, too. <laughs> But you don't have to worry about cars on both sides. At least you shouldn't, except on the merge. Paul Pierce, Jerry's hinting at what he's doing next. Does after, anybody care? After being fired from ESPN, he's getting into the weed business. Weed, oh, weed, okay. weed. Yeah, he documented his trip on Instagram to a weed factory. That seems fun. And he said, "Coming soon, baby." All right. So does weed, that mean he's? Paul Pierce does weed. that mean he's buying in? Seems like he's part of some some legal weed business. Hmm. Okay. I might like to get in on that legal weed business. Imagine how high, how high you must be most of the time as you sample the product. If you're in the legal weed business. I would you, think so. Or you could be one of those people like that's not into weed at all. You're just a businessman. I guess, but I would think. So let's put it you in terms of alcohol. Smokers. All right. So George Clooney, and I know he doesn't own it anymore, but George Clooney started a tequila company years and years ago. We've got, you know, Casamigos. Is that, is, that, is that it, actually? Is Casamigos the tequila company he founded? I don't recall which one he did. But Casamigos is a great tequila, as we know. They sponsor our moment of the day. When you develop these liquors, don't you do a whole bunch of sampling and testing? I would think so. And the beer, you did, how, let me ask you this. When yes. you did the beer thing in Bradley Beach, how many samples did you go through? Many samples, and uh, uh, even just sipping them for a, a couple sips, and then I was... Wasted, right? Because it's one sip turns into four turns. It doesn't seem like much. Right. It's got to be the same thing with the weed business, no? That's true. Let me try this weed. <laughs> <laughs> I would get some weed, uh, some weed people who are like experts at weed, like hippies and things. To yeah, be my weed t- uh, testers. I guess. You, How about that? I guess, <laughs> Jesus. I guess you could. <laughs> it's an interesting business, though. Yeah, really, the weed is. business. I know it's hard, it's hard to get a weed shop though in New Jersey. It's going to be so political, unfortunately. And expensive. I'm never going to get one. And very expensive. As much as I want one, they're Just, never going to give me one. What about this? Coffee and weed. Coffee, weed, and kick-ass Wi-Fi. That's it. Now you got it. Now I'm in. As long as you got the Wi-Fi, could, I'm in. I'll run the coffee part. You run the Wi-Fi part. We'll find a hippie to run the. the I could uh, run weed the weed part. part. I could do that. You just got to give them some cool names. Something cush. Well, I feel like you probably have to buy them already produced. Oh, okay. I don't think we're renaming the weed products. Oh. I wouldn't think. Weed of the day instead of moment <laughs> of the day. Jerry Recco's weed of the day. And we could have different products per day. Yeah. That's day. not terrible. I like. Where are we doing this? The Jersey Shore? Yeah, Jersey Shore, definitely. So tons of weed. So that's what Paul there. Pierce has gotten into. He's See, I don't think he got business. himself fired then on purpose. You don't? If, no, I don't because... Why couldn't he have not done that if it's legal now? He couldn't have done that with his ESPN contract? Maybe ESPN doesn't want to be associated with weed. 
but they wouldn't be. They're there would be stuffy. one of their imp- so, for instance, and I don't know the answer to this. If you wanted to open up a weed dispensary, yeah, Mark would tell you no. Oh, if WFM stands in the way of my weed business, <laughs> there's going to be a problem. No, seriously, I would think yeah, that there's nothing I, wrong with it. I, yeah, I, I don't know. Some people still don't like the weed. Still don't want to be associated with the weed. I suppose. Just get your coffee shop going, and we'll get moving. And weed, then we're totally weed, good. Weed. And I also saw real quick. I saw one of these players is taking his contract in Bitcoin only. Yeah, that seems a little bit risky to me. Very risky. Did you see over the weekend? Was it over the weekend or late last week? Bitcoin went from sixty six thousand down to forty eight. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Now, I was all excited. About that's my not Bitcoin. a complete crash. No, no, at all because it was fifteen hundred, however many months right. ago. But to lose that much that quick, yeah, you want your full contract uh, paid that way? No, I would not. That's crazy. Yeah, I Give agree. Give me cash. Cash, cash. No, why don't you tell people how you can save cash? Give me cash. Who is sick of paying rent? Why would you rent? I bought a condo a year ago, and it feels great to build equity in my own home. If you're looking to buy or if you're a first-time home buyer, finance through Carney Bank. They changed the way. Uh, they actually, my entire outlook on the whole process, and it was a... It is a process, uh, the mortgage uh, situation. So you want to go with the right people. Carney Bank. That's where I finance through. They changed my entire outlook on the whole thing. Also, their first-time homebuyer program offers savings like a 30-year discounted rate and down payments as low as 5%. Don't hesitate. Visit CarneyBank.com. That's CarneyBank.com. Member FDIC equal housing lender. All right, quick studio change. We get your Boomer and Geo coming up at the top right now on Odyssey Sports Minute. Amy Lawrence talking about Kim Mulkey and her change in coaching jobs. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. All right, Boomer and Geo coming up in just a moment. Knicks lost last night, had the nine-game winning streak come to an end. Yankees lost in Baltimore, Mets, Red Sox tonight. Nets in Tampa tonight to play the Raptors, Al. And the warm-up show is brought to you by Carney Bank, your bank for today. For tomorrow, visit CarneyBank.com for details. Jerry, uh, many people have reached out to me on Twitter. We were talking about how Aaron Boone was shouting in the ump's face with no mask on. Uh, if a team reaches 85% of vaccinations, they don't have to uh, wear face masks. Nice. So the Yankees must have 85 percentile. There you go. Good job by them. And a uh, fun story out of Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, Chad Ochocinco reached out to someone uh, or reached out to, on Twitter saying he needed a ride from his hotel to a Starbucks. Yeah. And he offered $1,000. That's a hell of a ride. Why, now, why wouldn't you just... I, okay. I guess he he likes to have fun interacting with people on social media. So a guy took him up on his offer. It was five hundred bucks to take him there, five hundred bucks to take him back. It's a pretty good deal. They got coffee together. They I'm chatted. Sure they they hung out. I would think just call up an Uber driver. I guess Chad Ojosinko made a ton of money, right? I was going to say he hey, made a good he made a good amount. Later. Yeah, he made a good amount. I mean, he didn't make hundreds of millions of dollars, but I'd have to look that up. But I would say he made a lot of money. Yes. You mean enough cash to pay someone $1,000 to get him a Starbucks? Remember, he was so good at one point, uh, he was wearing that stupid gold jacket on the (laughs) sidelines. Right. If you remember. Right, he was going to the Hall of Fame himself. He made $47 million. All this week, keep it right here on The Fan to talk about the NFL Draft. 